and I'm not a tough guy, and I've said this before, the, out, of, out of all the, the, the NBA athletes, and, and you know, these dudes are strong, they're young, he's probably yeah. one of the only ones who I'm not afraid of. I would have been like, say that to my face now, say you're going to spit in my face right now, so you would you you would have tried to go hand to hand with Kevin Durant. You would have tried to fight Kevin Durant. No, he wouldn't have said anything if I had said that to him. Not He's him. Not. He wouldn't have said anything to me. I have a feeling that we're going to have to press the mute button a few times throughout this podcast. Bear with us though, because it's worth it. Uh, Michael Rappaport, actor, director, comedian, sports savant, perhaps <laughs> depending on who you ask, joining us here on Naked. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Greatest in sports and entertainment, connected with every champion and carry champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion.
Hey, everybody. Thank you for coming back and hanging out with us here on Naked. I got to I gotta give a big shout out to Amanda Seals. That uh, Last week's podcast was hilarious. She's very funny. We've gotten a lot of good feedback from it. And it's one of the few times I have to say that I go back and I just listen to the podcast and start laughing. When she said there is no Good Man Island that we're being dropped off on, that hit my spirit so hard. So if you guys don't know about Good Man Island, Good Inward Island, as she calls it, um, you need to listen to the podcast because it is hilarious. Uh, I'm coming back this week with someone who is funny, but it's an acquired taste of funny. Michael Rappaport actor, director, writer, comedian. We get into how we met each other, but I'm going to tell you, for me, for me, and he's also written some books. <laughs> he's done everything. But for me, when I first started or became aware of Michael Rappaport, obviously I remember him in higher learning because he's a great actor. Um, and he's been in, he's had a few parts in movies where you're like, oh, he's standout. Like I appreciate him for being in that. I remember him in Hitch. That was that Will Smith movie back in 2005. Zebrahead in 1992. Some of you may not know about that, but Zebrahead was, was really, I think for him, people realized and said, oh, he has some acting chops. And I don't know how much he was acting, but it's a really good film. And if you haven't seen it, go and check it out. Um, the list goes on and on. We could talk about all the things that he's done. Um, he, to me, is very unapologetic before unapologetic was popular. He has always said what he has felt. There is in my brain, out of my mouth. Uh, I asked him if he felt like that was a privilege he's a white man and is that a white male privilege that he has and he quite frankly gets into that with me he doesn't think it's a privilege he can't see it that way because that's just how he grew up but it is it quite frankly is and we talk about the nuances of it I say all that to say is that I do believe he is genuine in his in his thought process like I do believe that he doesn't think it's a privilege I think he's like look I grew up in New York and this is how we talk we sit on the stoop and we talk mad trash that's what we do um if he was black, we wouldn't think that it was a privilege. We'd be like, God, he got a big mouth. But there is a certain privilege that comes with with being white and saying what you feel. But he's but he disagrees, and that's fine. We can agree to disagree. Uh, but what I want to talk about in this podcast is some of the things that he talks about. Quite frankly, he's known as talker and we get into controversy we get into his issue with kevin duran and what happened and how that all happened i don't know if you guys remember the story but it culminated with kevin durant apologizing if you will to michael rapaport and others because the rant felt like it was homophobic we'll get into that i mean i'm just leaving that right there that's up for y'all to decide talks about some things he said about Janet Jackson and the Super Bowl. He gets into Kanye. Not not much because we're not we're not trying to give Kanye too much attention because good grief he gets on my he gets on my nerves. But the point of the matter is he's a talker. Hey, take it or leave it. And I suggest that you take this podcast in and you can leave it wherever you want to with your own opinion. You're more than welcome to fast forward past the commercials as I tell you, but stay locked in. Michael Rappaport on Naked. I'm excited about today's podcast. Uh, Michael, actor, director, Michael Rappaport. Uh, I think he actually is, dare I say, one of uh, the most important figures in sports talk there is in the planet. Uh, I think he mm. should add that to his title. Uh, dare I say. Uh, I'd like to go back and tell people about our, our rapport and how we first met. I, friend of the show, first time on it, but we met at ESPN when I used to host Coast to Coast and you were a regular figure on there. 
Um, but the first time we met was when you did the documentary, when the garden was eaten, right? That's right. No, the first, yes, the first time we met was when, when I did the document, the, the 30 for 30, when the garden was eaten, I met you, you and Jamel, um, and a Michael. bunch of you guys. Yeah, and, we were and, all and, hanging and, out. At the after party. And, and most people don't get to see, uh, uh, you know, ESPN, uh, uh, buttoned up figures at after parties, but I did. And you guys were chilling and drinking and dancing and, 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 and loud. And then you weren't all, you know, Disney and all that stuff, but it was really cool to meet you guys. And then I think the next day I was already booked to do something with you guys, uh, uh, you know, like the whole sort of car washing ESPN. And then we met and then, you know, I started coming on the show when you were hosting the show in the morning and I started coming on every Monday, which was dope and um, fun and exciting being on live TV. And you guys, you know, it was kind of a cool platform to rant on live TV. You were like, yo, do your thing. Obviously, you can't curse and stuff like that. And also, we also had a very memorable afternoon. We went to go see Serena Williams at the U.S. Open. Oh, my God. I totally forgot. Tell me about that. Which was so much fun. She she wound up losing. I think it was the semis or the quarterfinals a few years ago. I can't remember what year it was. She lost in a really tough, tough match. This might have been before she had her baby. Um, it was to an attempt, and 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 yeah. that was really really cool. And, and Carrie had hooked me up with that, and that was really dope because I hadn't seen Serena play in a long time, and then to go to the U.S. Open. With Carrie Champion, carte blanche Carrie Champion was really cool. And obviously to see Serena, uh, uh, anytime you get a chance to see her, I mean, that, that's like a memorable sports moment. And we just had a fun afternoon and and we were chilling. And, um, you know, you've always been, uh, uh, you know, supportive of what I do and, and all my stuff. You know, I know you don't agree with me all the time. Yeah. Wait, I think I got mad at you one time, too. You said something that made me mad and I jumped in your DMs. I don't remember. It, it wasn't said anything. It was I posted something and then I explained oh, something. Oh, and, oh, oh. And, uh, and you see, you, you can't even, you, you, you know, so many people, you're so busy. you like, you, you got like memory loss, like, I, like, but I understand it. Like when you're, when you're uh, as popping as you are carried, like I get it. There's so many different things. Like I don't expect you to remember every single encounter with Michael Rappaport. And why would you? Most people try to try to like get them out of their head as po as soon as possible. So I, I understand. It, it, that is that. First, that's not true. I will say this. I will say this. I had just started hosting in LA and you and I used to come on the show all the time and you were so comfortable in who you are and in your skin and as the performer you are and as, as, as you were just everything you are. And a lot of people on air had to, to, to pay attention to the mouse and you, and you didn't live by that. And I admired that. Like, I was like, I like it. Do your thing. Like, I know we're not supposed to, we might get in trouble, but okay, who cares? No, but I always and know what to say and what not to say. Like I you was, do. I, you do. You do. People, you were, I'm people loved you. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. And you know, just, you know, you know this cause you did hours and hours and hours, but like when you're doing something live, 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 like it's one thing, you know, act in front of a camera. Obviously, it's not live. It's one thing to do stand up, which is dope, and it's a, a very immediate response when you're performing live in front of a, a, a you know group of people. But when you're on live TV for somebody like myself, who, you know, it's just never anything I thought I would ever do, especially talking about sports or anything like that, or or, or pop culture. Like it's bugged out because. Anything could happen. You could fall, you could trip, you could curse, you could, you know, anything could happen. So it was just, 
it, it, it's always a trip to me when I do it because it's like an extra dose of adrenaline. You know I mean, like doing a podcast, I have adrenaline. Like I get hyped up doing a podcast. And, and but when, when you're on live, live, live TV, it's it's bugged out. Here's what's interesting because you're an actor and I have it's when we exchange worlds. If someone says to me, like Robin Thede was like, come on, you know, the black lady sketch show. They sit around all day and you guys take times and someone gives you your lines and you do it again. You do it from that angle and this angle. And I'm like, oh, no, I just want this over with. I just want to (laughs) just spit it out and be done and go home because that's live television for me. Like I'm at my best. And that's also, though, what gets you in trouble with live TV is because you do sometimes just say, because it's live TV and it's gone. It's in it's in the ether and you, you can take it or you can leave it. But what's going on, and I'd like to talk about as of today with you, what you have been able, what I've watched you been able to do, and, you know, and I and I and I've always adored you. You've been in some classics. You have a lot of honorary, you know, hood carte blanche. People think you like you. That's my G. That's my N word. Whatever it is for so many people, <laughs> how they feel about you, because it just feels very familiar. You know what I mean? And then you got a black wife, so they're like, oh, he really down with the cause. He love us. But there is there is something very familiar about you, and that's obviously that New York in you. What, where, where'd you grow up? Grew up in New York City. Grew up in New York City in, 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 you know, I'm 52, so in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. And, you know, I grew up in, in right in Manhattan and, and right in, uh, you know, right in the middle of New York City. And, and uh, you know, and this is just you know, who I am and, you know, who, who I was and who I'm becoming and, you know, and it's an ever evolving sort of thing, but I'm, I'm a New Yorker and New York is who I, uh, who I am. And, you know, I, I'm, uh, I've, I'm comfortable with myself. I'm comfortable around people. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, jumping into like, you know, race and stuff like that. Some people say, you, 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 it's like an insult. Like you, 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 you too comfortable around black people. And yeah. I'm like, why, why wouldn't, you want someone to be comfortable. Like, yeah. you know, I'm comfortable around anybody. You know, I'm, I'm, as long as you're, like, I'm comfortable. Like, you know, if you're not comfortable with yourself, you're not comfortable. But, like, it's like a thing if you're too comfortable. Don't get too comfortable. Like, wh- I want you to be comfortable. Why would you not want me to be comfortable? And I get I get the, the, the context where people say it, but it's, to me, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's not a uh, progressive. It's not, it, it's not a positive thing. And, and, you know, I'm, I am comfortable. And, I've I've always been, not always, but a lot of my life I've been, you know, fish out of water and all that stuff. And and but even before that, I I was comfortable. It didn't take time to get comfortable with that. I just was comfortable with who I am from from Jump Street. That's that's always been who who I. But since I was a little kid, but, 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 but you know, when I was a baby, I've always been comfortable, good, bad, or indifferent. No, I will say this about you: you're not trying to perform for anybody. You're comfortable around everyone. You are yourself. You take you and plant you in any environment and you're doing who you are. You're just you. And I think people don't allow that sometimes. I've noticed recently, um, outside of acting, we'll get to what you've been doing because I think you're an excellent actor. And like I said, you've been in some classics, you know, the folks. That's also too, I think that's why the folks love you. But in your world, your love of sports, how would you describe it? Would you describe it as obsessive for your teams or would you describe it as I'm just I am a sports fanatic, period? I literally grew up planning my life and organizing my life around the idea of me being an NBA player. Like that that's not like a it wasn't a passing thing. It wasn't like a, a like oh for a couple months, like from when I was nine till I was 
18 years old. Like that was what I wanted to do. That is what, how I organized my life. Like everything came second to basketball, whether it was <clears throat> Hebrew school, family, family trips, whatever, <laughs> girlfriends, uh, uh, you know, when I was a teenager, everything was basketball. Uh-huh. And, you know, obviously, you know, when I was about 17, 16, 17, I realized I wasn't going to become an NBA player. But how heartbreaking was that? It, it wasn't heartbreaking at all. It wasn't heartbreaking at all because I didn't come close. It would be heartbreaking if like you get you don't get drafted or something like that. Like, I, like it came to an a. You know, it was like, I, I, I knew, but <laughs> it wasn't anything heartbreaking. Sorry. Aside from basketball, you know, you know, I'm, 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 a, you know, I grew up playing sports, watching sports, um, being a fan of sports, you know, ABC, Wild World of Sports. If it wasn't mm-hmm. things that I played, it was things that I watched, you know, Howard Cosell, boxing mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. my father and my brother. And this is what we did. So I just, I, I'm a, I love sports and, and I'm a fan of the athletes and, and then and, and the culture and, and, and the, 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 the whole the whole thing. Well, I want to get some hot takes from you right now. My first thing with you, honestly, and you talk about basketball, I have to get some of your hot takes. So I need you to tell me right now, in your opinion, who is the best NBA player right now? I mean, pound for pound, in your opinion. If you had to start well, a franchise, think- you, have to, you got one player to pick. Who is it? Well, right now, you know, going into as we're getting ready to start, it seems like an underwhelming start of the the season. But you you, you got to go with Steph because of what he accomplished in the finals. You know, LeBron is never that far behind, and until he's out of the league, he's going to be a problem. Giannis is a problem. Joker's a problem. Joel Embiid is great. Durant is great. I mean, those those are the guys that I'm sure I'm forgetting, you know, some people, but those those guys are, you know, the, the guys at the start of the season. You know, it's the regular cast of characters. You know, then you have the younger guys coming along, the John Morants and, the, you know, the, the Trays and, and well, all those guys. Don't you, of all those players, because I agree with you, like all of those are the usual suspects. Is there a player uh, in particular that you don't really f- with that you like and we can, you know, you're like, oh, that's not my... Like he's over, he's too, people are hyping him up. He's not all that. That's a good question. As far as hyping him up, I mean, I feel like everybody gets, there's so much, you know. Who, like, is Zion a, a big disappointment? Well, is, well, Zion's not a disappointment, but it, 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 you know, when he's playing. If he gets hurt this year, and I, I, you know, whether it's my favorite player, my least favorite player, I want all the players on the court and healthy. Right. I okay. don't wish negative uh, on any player, but obviously okay. Zion. You know, you you don't want to see him. You want to see him play at least seventy games this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he has to play because there's been so much expectations on him. I, you know, I love the way he plays. I love his disposition. He's a little bit of a mystery. I can't really figure out what his real personality is. He's obviously very trained. He's he's you know he says all the right things. I'm sure it sucks. Uh, you know, he seems like sort of like he's coddled. You know, like they hide him. He doesn't talk and all that stuff. You want to see him play, but you know, we'll we'll see what these guys re- really come out. You know, Memphis. We want to see what they do. John Morant, how how he how he's going to develop. Um, I, I know I'm forgetting. You know, so many different players. You want to see, you know, uh, Alonzo Ball. You want to see, uh, uh, yeah. uh, you know, his brother. Uh, you want to see the other brother get into the league. I mean, I like all of it. I love all the, all the drama, all the all the, the the punching, the sucker punching. The, the Draymonds, the Jordan Pools, the Charles Barkley getting $100 million. I love all of it. 
Okay, so it's interesting that you say that. Let's talk about this sucker punch. I mean, what did you think of that? You're you're a female, and I'm saying that because yeah. And the reason why I'm saying that is because in general, that is more of a male thing to punch somebody in the face. But you I, love sports, you and you carry sports. So I'm not saying that as a disrespect. What is your take on the punch? It, it's been a week said, or so now. I let me tell you honestly. When I saw it, I was like, God, I heard about it first, so it wasn't that bad. When I heard about it, when they showed the video, when they released the video, I was like, Oh, this don't. This don't look good. Um, and it didn't I, look good. You're, that's an understatement, Karen. I was like, this doesn't look good. Meaning, like, I've seen people fight in practice before. I've covered teams where Have I've you really? Seen, I've seen people push and shove and get mad at each other. I haven't seen anybody punch somebody, right? But I've seen players, <laughs> like, you know, listen, in games, when Dwayne Wade broke Kobe's nose during the All-Star game. I was there. And they were mad. They might respect each other, but that was foul, right? So tell me your take. Were you there? No, I wasn't there. I watched it on TV. I wasn't there in the house, but I was watching it on TV. I I was right under the basket, and I said to Dwayne Wade, I was like, yo, you fouling dudes during an all-star game? You you hard fouling dudes? And the whole, all of them, right after when he was shooting the free throws, all of them, Carmelo, all of them, they all looked over like, because I was like, what is this? Like, I'm surprised Kobe didn't fight him for that. That was some bull. I agree. And I don't think he meant to break his nose. I think he meant to send a message because he knows Kobe likes that. Right now that you watch the Redeem Team doc, if you've seen it, he knows Kobe moves like that. He knows Kobe is that kind of dog. So they had this relationship that we knew nothing about. So this is the the first thing I was like. And Kobe wasn't mad at him because that's how Kobe moved. Kobe (laughs) did the same thing to Pal, right? Like, so he wasn't really mad. I don't think he meant to break his nose. That just was the end result. But I think this stuff with Draymond, I think Draymond was fed up with with what he thought. And if I had to guess and interpret, he was fed up with this kid who thought he was more than what he was supposed to be. He was getting all this shine and all this love and he had just won a ring. And he was like, little boy, fall back. This is your first time in the bigs. Like, I felt like he was just trying to, as a vet, trying to put him in his place. But can I say something? This is so controversial. He shouldn't have punched him if he really, if he was really acting away. And I'm not advocating violence, but if you do feel like you got to put hands on somebody, it's almost okay to to slap somebody. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. And and, and and a teammate, you don't punch a teammate in the face like with his hands no. down. I don't care if they. There's been discussion. No. Is that a sucker punch? Yeah, yeah. It, it, that was some bullshit. That was some bullshit. And and he's had ample chances to punch Stephen Adams. To yeah. punch LeBron James, to punch what? Kendrick Perkins, to punch a lot of dudes on the court, and he never punched anybody, but he punched little Jordan Poole, who looks like uh, El DeBarge. Jordan yeah. Poole's an El DeBarge. If, you know, if he wasn't uh, light-skinned, do you think we'd feel sorry for him? If he wasn't little with a, with a little R&B mustache, I don't, th- I don't think we'd feel sorry for him, but it's like... You know, punch, you know, he's he's never punched anybody. He's never touched anybody else, Draymond Green, on the court. But you punch your teammate, your little teammate, that looks like, you know, he's, you know, in, in, in a backup dancer for SWV. Come on, man. Well, that was only... <laughs> well, I, hey, listen. With that being said, okay, so here's the equivalent for me. I would think you, knowing that you can get into it with people, you have I haven't seen you verbally shy away from anybody. You have had you've exchanged words with the biggest and the best. So you know what it's like to go after somebody. So 
So do yes. you ever feel, not even go after somebody, but you, my friend, are controversial sometimes. I, I, I You've been quiet for, in the streets for a hot minute, but you, you and KD had a thing. You and some folks over at Old School ESPN had a thing. Is that what you try to do intentionally? Or are you just like, I'm speaking my truth. This is who I am. I, 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 you know, I wish I knew how to contrive controversy. I truly don't. You know, I just, I just don't know how to do it. You know, a, a lot of times, you know, I'll, I'll make rants about certain things, sports wise, po- political wise, and I'm like, yo, this is, this is the best, and no one will see it. And then sometimes <laughs> I'll do things and I'll just put it out there, and people will see it. So it's. I wish I knew how to contrive it. You know, I don't, I, I, if I knew how to contrive it, I would, I would, you know, manipulate it, the system a little bit better, you know. So you're saying to me that you don't ever try to be like, oh, I'm going to start some bullshit. I'm going to say something. And then it just goes. God's honest truth. Ever. Never. Nope. Never. Um, I, at this point, I know there's certain people, like if you talk about politics, you know, I know that, that that'll get people going. Uh, 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 but, but, or if you talk about LeBron, cause everybody has opinions about LeBron, but like I said, you know, um, it, you know, for me, the, my ranting and my expression, my, you know, social media, my podcast, the I am rap report stereo podcast, which you've been on briefly. Yeah. Um, and I'll come back and I'll do it again. I would love that because I got a thousand questions for you too. You yeah. know, it, it, you know, when I'm, I'm, when I feel like I'm at my best and being my most honest, it's, it's just, uh, um, it's an emotional expression. Like, obviously, there's heavier things than sports, you know. Uh, 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 but like, if I'm watching a, a game or I'm watching something, and I just respond. Those are the things that people respond to. If if, if something happens politically or socially, and I just, I, you know, I'll just. It's just like I'm just vomiting out my my thoughts and my opinions, and and those are the ones that most people respond to. Um, but like I said, there's I don't know how to contrive it, and 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 it's just not who I am. Like I, I should be more sort of strategic and and, no, and, no. and manipulate the system more. No. I sh- I could be because I could use it to my advantage. It's just not to me. It feels dishonest. That's just how it is for me. You're very opinionated and you have a lot to say. Now, what I find interesting, and I'll touch on this briefly because I know it's in dead in the past, but when you and Kevin Durant got into it, you yes. ultimately got him to, you, I don't know if you got him to apologize, but he ultimately apologized. We never see that happen. What was the genesis of that argument and how did it end? All right, I'll tell you exactly what happened. I had met Durant. Durant and his uh, uh, one of his people wanted to meet me because they wanted to do talking videos. They they wanted to meet. He loved the talking videos. He loved all the LeBron stuff, all the the takes, all the, the he loved all my stuff. He wanted to meet. So um, I went up to San Francisco. I met him, and um, you know they were talking about doing this, that, and the third, and this business, and YouTube this, and. You know, this is right before you start his production company. And we're going to do this. We're going to do and all this bullshit. He wasn't doing that. His guy was. Durant was cool. We did. We did a video that was really, really funny um, where he tweeted. He, he, he tweeted um, beautiful day in the Bay. I hope everybody's having a great day. And he just wanted to show me the responses he get. And people were like, you. I hope your knee hurts. I mean, crazy. And then we did a shame game video. We took the people's 
responses to Kevin Durant, and we were making fun of them. You dumb motherfucker. And, you know, snapping on him, talking about, oh, your forehead's this, this, da 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 da, da. To, Went to the game, um, K-Mac, everything was cool, bop, 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 bop. His dude was really bullshit. It wasn't, it wasn't really so much him. His dude was bullshit, blah, 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 blah. We didn't do business. They tried to, like, you know, short me on some, you know, whatever. They, you, you, not him, not him, but one of the people that he worked with was trying to, like, you know, not, you know, sort of deal with the agreement that we had in place. Fine. We were cool, bah, 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 bah. I had tweeted, um, yeah, I didn't have his phone number or anything, but, you know, I never saw him again, never heard from him again. It was all good. I had, you know, DM'd him when he got hurt. Y'all wishing you a speedy recovery. This is after the Achilles. Can't wait to see you get back. Speedy recovery, bop, 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 bop. When he finally came back, I think it was when he came back. I'm getting the time confused. Barkley, it was a, it was a sort of controversial interview. When Charles Barkley and Shaq and them were interviewing him his first night back, I think he was with the Brooklyn Nets, yeah. I felt like he was being disrespectful to them. He's giving them one-word answers and all. It, 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 you know, Barkley and them have talked about it. He was being rude. It's like, why do the interview? Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're talking to these dudes, you, you, you're the show. Why do the interview? If you have a problem with Charles Barkley and Shaq and Kenny Smith and TNT, just don't do the interview or say it on live TV. If, they, if you think they were talking about you uh, when you were injured, say it or don't do the interview because you sound like a baby. So I tweeted something like that. And then he was in my DM and then he responded in my DMs, bah, 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 I'm going to spit on you. The stuff that I posted, I'm going to spit in your face. Bop, 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 bop. A couple of weeks later, when I see you, I'm going to spit in your face. Unprompted, the second one. And then the third one was unprompted again. I'm you're something about your wife and your wife. And I was like, F- that. You ain't talking about my f- wife. Get the f- out of here. And we went back and forth before he said something about my wife. And um, then I posted the DMs. And the reason why he didn't apologize to me, he apologized because the NBA made him apologize and they think they fined him $50,000. And that was the end of it. Again, that day that I posted this stuff, there was a lot going on in my life that particular day, that morning. He shouldn't have been in my DMs talking. Shit. He shouldn't have mentioned my wife. And I was like, Fuck this guy, you're a fucking clown. You're full of shit. The people around you are full of shit. But I am telling you, Carrie, that went on for five days. That Durant thing literally went on for five days and it took on. Because he, he had said, you know, people were saying it, there was race involved and there was homophobic. And, and I was like, this is... It, much, took, on, it much, took on a whole new life. It really did. It took on a whole new life beyond what I thought. I just wanted to show, like, this guy's full of shit, da, 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 da. I didn't think they were going to be like, he's homophobic. He's right. I didn't think any of this because he was just ta- he was talking. Shit. But it, it wasn't like I was like, you're homophobic or his race because he said, you know, white this. And I was like, this is insane. And it just went on and on and on. And I have said crazy things about Trump. I mean, crazy. And they only last a day. For some reason, this Durant thing went on five. It literally went on well, five days. because he's a black man. That's why. Yo, the things I've said about Trump are w- way more important. And they're way more. Well, they're, in, I, in my opinion, 
I here's the thing about athletes. They can't win for losing. You know that. He tweeted, Oh, can I have a nice day? And he gets all this pushback. And he's all and he's already going after people in general. That's kind of the his reputation, right? He goes after people. Right. He wants y'all to know. So then you add race to this, and there are people who are these bots who feed the internet. And you find yourself in this situation. Well, I remember thinking, God, why is this still a story? You talk about it right now. If you had to do it over again, would you not have released those DMs? No, I wouldn't have released them. I wouldn't have released them because it, it, it wasn't, it, inevitably it wasn't a good look for myself. What I would have done is shown up to Barclays courtside and said something to him. What would you have said to him if you would have shown up? I would have said, say that you were saying in my DMs. That's what I would have said to, to him. And I'm not a tough guy. And 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 like and I've said this before, the out of out of all the the, the NBA athletes, and and you know these dudes are strong. They're young. He's probably yeah. one of the only ones who I'm not afraid of. I would have been like, say that to my face now. Say you're going to spit in my face right now. So you would you you would have tried to go hand to hand with Kevin Durant. You would have tried to fight Kevin Durant. He wouldn't try. He wouldn't have said. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have said anything if I had said that to him. Not He's him. Here's he wouldn't have said anything to, me. anything to me. Okay, let's leave it right there for just a moment. We got to pay some bills. Michael Rappaport on the other side of the break. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment. Connected with. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth... Let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses. 
helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. They girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment. Get naked with Welcome back to Naked. Uh, Michael Rappaport here, uh, pontificating and sharing his life with you <laughs> or his opinion. Thank you for listening. This is where you find yourself where people are having this conversation saying to you, um, hey, you're too comfortable because so, you're just looking at it man to man. Don't talk about my wife like man to man. You're not even putting in the black and the white. Yes, that's factored in for obvious people. But you're like, Yo, don't talk about my wife. Don't come at me. Don't disrespect me. I don't feel from what I know, and I may be wrong, I don't feel like you were making it a race issue at all. Everybody else joining in is making it a race issue. However, do you find that it's hard to, to criticize Black people, Black men more specifically, without you getting pushback? For instance, you had a hot take on Kanye, and everybody is fed up with Kanye. But you went on and on and on, and you were very clear about him talking about Jewish people. and we saw the fallback. People had to pull interviews. You saw that happen on the shop. They had to pull the interview because, from my understanding, employees were pissed and getting ready to walk out. Then you have other people putting them on. But you're here. You're, you're, everybody's just like, we're done. We're done. And what you said was valid. Did you get any pushback in terms of your take on Kanye and why you were fed up with him? No, I didn't get any pushback on him. I mean, but he, he really has alienated himself. Um, I, I didn't get any pushback. No, not on on that at all. Um, you know, do but he's a ever, specific. He's very. Uh, he's a specific case. But do you feel right like, now where he's at? Where he's at now in terms of people's opinion, he's extremely specific. Like I don't yeah. think there's. He he's really on an island by himself. Correct. The take in the community has been that artists, black artists more specifically. Um, have uh, an obligation because sometimes the two are not separated. When you do get this 
this platform, you can't separate yourself from from sometimes speaking for the culture and people are listening to you. So that's why a lot of people in the culture are fed up. What he said about George Floyd was disgusting. What he said about Jewish people were disgusting. Do you ever feel any hesitation, though, when you go head to head against someone or when you go after someone and they're black? Do you think somebody's going to make it a race issue? I don't, but people inevitably do. I, I, I don't. I don't. I mean, you know, the things like this is one of the most silliest things ever. But <laughs> I remember I said something about Janet Jackson not having hit record lately. Oh. Oh. And people were Mm-mm. quote no. unquote black Twitter, which we don't even know if black Twitter is actually black people. Sure. It could be- Who knows? But I think it exists. Shea Butter Twitter is out there. Go ahead. <laughs> No, I didn't say anything about it. started off just about how she doesn't have a hit record because people are like, why isn't she at the Super Bowl? And I was like, yo, she ain't at the Super Bowl because she ain't popping. She hasn't been popping since whatever date I said. And people were like, insane. You could argue with me about the validity of Janet Jackson. You could argue. But when you're trying to tell me that that comment makes me racist, but like that's how simplified it gets. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, yo, and also it's it's tongue in cheek. I didn't, I didn't. I was like, yo, she ain't at the Super Bowl because she's not banging no more. She not, she hasn't had a hit song. That's why. And they were like, well, Madonna. I was like, yeah, Madonna was up there. She looked crazy. She almost fell off off the bleachers when she was up there. That's why you need to keep keep it young and fresh because it's <laughs> dangerous to put people like Madonna up there. She literally almost killed herself at the th- and even that. Da, 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 da. But Janet so, Janet wouldn't have went out like Madonna. You know that, right? No, I, I I know that. But, you know, inevitably at the Super Bowl, you need people that are like, quote unquote, hot or relevant at the time. Not to say, you, you know, you let but 50, 50 was up there look, looking like a, a a dollar. Let everybody let 50 cent go up there looking like a dollar. Why? Yeah, why can't- Dr., that, that was Dr. Dre's. That was Dr. Dre's choice. I'm just okay. I'm just saying in terms of race stuff, the, the reality of it you know, is, is that if I speak on something that involves a black person, some, I can, somehow, some way, it could be me complimenting somebody. Oh, you, yo, you need to stay out of hip hop. What the f*** are you talking about hip hop? Yeah. It, it, it could be if, if I'm critiquing, you know, somebody in hip hop, why are you always talking about hip hop? Stay out of black people's business. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, it's the most mundane, stupid things. But to me, Twitter and social media, but I go Twitter first. It goes to me, it's yeah. Twitter and Instagram because I mess with all of them. Twitter, yeah. Instagram and Facebook. But Twitter in particular is the most fake, do righty, um, wannabe, um, perfect, trying to project your project this image of this. It's just, it's just ridiculous. It's, it's, it's totally ridiculous because people try to act like show their best selves on there. You know, Carrie, one thing that I try to do when I articulate myself, whether it's on your podcast, whether it's on ESPN, sure. whether it's on my videos, I don't try to articulate and present myself in the best way possible. I try to articulate and present myself in as, as, as like you, not like you necessarily. Like I want to show, I want to show you the honest truth. So if I'm talking shit and I'm criticizing, this is who I am. Um, Also, especially regarding to if it's sports, pop culture, 
you know, music, which is obviously pop, pop, pop culture, if it's anything out of politics and social issues, and even with politics and social issues, 99.9% of the times when I'm making a, a, a comment, there's always humor involved. And the humor is usually pointed at myself. Mm-hmm. So when people take things out of, you know, like, you know, like if I make a say this rapper sucks or this show sucks or Janet Jackson isn't at the Super Bowl, because this is this is tongue in cheek. When people turn this into like a race war, I'm like, you're a joke. And, and you're, you're taking this real serious because in real life, None of these things that people have gotten upset me with me about on, on social media have ever said anything to me derogatory about it in, in real life. Yeah. Ever. Not in a confrontation. Like, they're just, it's just people, it's just like, I'm like, that's what I say. Is, is black Twitter even, even real? Is Why do you, know, you say that? Twitter, what do you mean? Why do you mean? It's not even just black real? Twitter. It's like, you know, it, uh, like, you know, the, the, there's these robots. Is there's, you oh, know, are, are, yeah, are these sure. are these real accounts? You know, it's, not just black Twitter, just all of it. Is it, is it even real? Because like, you could say, "What if you talking to white boy?" Blah 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 blah. And you can have a picture of yourself. You could be. I'm like, you might be in Russia for all I know. Where are you at? Where, and by the, the way, over there, hack is, hack is I there. agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. I feel like bots have taken. I can I can always tell if I say something and bots are generating tweets and they're doing the things to respond to me. Whenever you there's some keywords, right? When you talk about Trump. The bots go in and when you say well, certain things, certain people you go after, there's left or right. It's always polarizing. I think that's your next doc. Is this even real? Who are these people responding to us on the other end when we have something to say, whether it's, it's, it's inflammatory or not, but if it's divisive or if it's picking a side, there are these, it's like they mount up. It's like, okay, alert, alert. Michael Rappaport's tweeting, get, you know, go after yeah. him. I, I absolutely agree with you in that sense. I just wonder in the world that we live in now, I think after George Floyd 2020, and it was before, but more so after George Floyd, I think people are much more racist. I think white people are much more bold about how they feel about black people. I think that we are watching in real time these these people be elected, these racist officials get elected because people feel like they need to be in place. And so I couldn't imagine you having an opinion about all things, more specifically the culture, without feeling the pushback. That's what I was getting at. I could not imagine that. That's what I think happens in the world for you. Do you ever feel, I ask this question often to people who have really big platforms, and you can talk, like you can go, like I can go. Do you ever feel misunderstood? No, I don't ever feel misunderstood. Really? No, because there's, there's, when I, when I, when honestly, Perry, if I, if I tweet something with just writing, like the Janet thing. And I'm just saying that that's like a silly thing. If you know, there's, there's, there's context and there's sarcasm that not in there. Um, but if I do a video, I, 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 I'm, I, feel, I don't feel misunderstood. I, I, I feel like cause people can hear the sarcasm. They can hear, they get the joke. They, they, they hear the tone of it. They hear the inflection of it. I'm not as good of a, written tweeter as I am okay a, 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 in the video in the face so you know I don't ever feel misunderstood you know I feel like people don't know me people have preconceived notions or people will only know this much or know that much but you know as they should they this is not reality this is you know uh, social media is not reality you know like I you know like I said when I'm you know with you talking right now when I'm on my podcast when when I'm on an interview, I try to show myself as I am. You know, I don't, yeah. 
I don't try to present myself as, as, as a, a perfect thing. I just don't, I don't believe in it. I don't believe in it. And, and, and I, like I said, I, I, I could have benefit and I could benefit from buttoning things up and tightening things up more, but it's not, there's, there's no fun then. What's the fun of it? I ain't having fun if I'm doing that. I love how unapologetic you are because you truly, before unapologetic was a thing, that's just what you were. And I think that's how you were raised. Some people might call it a privilege to be able to walk around and say whatever you want to say. I don't know, do, because I, growing up, I never had that luxury. I think you've, it appears to me that you've been this way your entire life. Is that a privilege you think that you have? I mean, and I am saying white male privilege, right? But I'm not saying it in a disrespectful way. It's a privilege. No, no I, I mean, well, first of all, as far as being this way, you know, I'm not the same way I was when I was 19. Of course. You know, listen, my brother, my brother grew up in the exact same apartment that I grew up in. My brother's not like me. My brother <laughs> is a lot more, you know, he's a lot more proper than I am. He's a lot more uh, he's different than I am. We grew up in the exact same apartment and the exact same, you know, parents and all that stuff. This is part of who I am. You know, uh, to be honest with you, a lot of my attitude that you would say white male privilege or that could be, you know, could be interpreted could be as yeah. well, my, 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 sh my sh talking, it, it sort of got co-signed and the battery got put in the back, my back from all the black people that I grew up around mm. because, you know, they were like, talk your sh Mike, do your sh Mike. And, you know, when I was deep in, you know, when you're a kid and you're, you're, you're 13, 14, 15, and I was around rough and tumble dudes in, in, in Brownsville section of Brooklyn and Harlem, New York, you know, when you're, you're, we're young, we were young, but dudes were like, yo, f that, you know, like be, do you do your, talk your, and that's kind of who I evolved into that with how I was born and my genetics and, you know, yeah. and, and, and how I am, that's just, those you remind me of a dude from uh, New York who who grew up in a certain way, and you guys, every like every dude that I've ever really known and hung out with, like even with Stephen A. Like this, that's how he probably grew up. I'm not saying that you're Stephen A., but it's like here's my opinion, my G, and you about to get it, and I'm gonna say it, and now what? You know what I mean? Like it's just I feel it's very authentic, but unfortunately, the world we live in today, people will call it a privilege for you. That that's. I've got ramifications just like everybody else, Carrie. I've I've had ramifications, you know, with ESPN when I've talked my shit. my my yeah. white privilege didn't help me there. They shut me down. I haven't been yeah. on that on the yeah. platform since. I've had you know I've had to deal you know the political stuff. You know, there's been ramifications. You know, business stuff and you know people like they they love you but you freak people out. You know, so so it's you're saying like you still have to you still have to move in a way you if you say what you want to say you still have to pay the price there's no privilege it may not be as it may not be as obvious to us but there you do take loss when you do you yes. when you do you you take a loss when you do you i've what taken happened? losses yeah i've taken losses you know what's his name you know fat dan lebitard don't I call him fat <laughs> you know, but, 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 but the, 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 you know, like, it's funny because the Durant thing, you know, sort of, but with Dan Lebitard, his producer was talking to me one day and, and it started because Lebitard said, I'm trying to get the right words. Is, is Magic Johnson qualified to run the Lakers? 
Why is he basically questioned why Magic Johnson was getting uh, uh, got hired to run the Lakers? And I was like, your father is on TV. Is he qualified to be on TV? Did he go to media training? Does he did, like why the f- is your father on TV? I didn't say it in those words, but it escalated to that. I was like, your father's on TV every single day. Is he? Well, how did he get this job? Magic Johnson's Magic Johnson. He, he, he's, he doesn't need, and this turned into a whole thing. And then his producer. And the next thing you know about this happened on a Friday by Monday, I had never went back on ESPN again. And, and he did that shit. So, yeah. you know, that was ramifications. And, and you know, all the, ES, like, I don't know what went through the ESPN people, but when I would see ESPN, you were always cool with me, but when I would yeah, see no, ESPN you, people. You just scared them. You just scared the, you scared. This is on Twitter, but he's saying, he's saying all this kinds of stuff and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yo. But it didn't go to, it didn't first start off like, yo, your father, that, 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 that. But my first question was, he was like, is Magic Johnson qualified to run the Lakers? I was like, is your father qualified to be on TV? It's a valid question because this motherfucker's on, Poppy's on TV every day. And he ain't in the Hall of Fame. He's just up there. You know, well, he's to play a stereotype, devil. is what he is. But to play devil's advocate, the same reason why you got mad at Durant saying something about your wife, that's probably how he responded, right? Cool. But, also, it's some sucker shit to be like, don't have him on the platform. He can't ever come on the platform. He's never allowed to be back on ESPN ever again. And the, whoever the who was the owner who went down in a, a bowl of flames? Uh, Skipper John Skipper. Skipper, yeah, him and Skipper. This you know they're they're tight like this, and 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 then I don't know what kind of paperwork or text chain went through ESPN, but it was like motherfuckers lost my number. They were like, and then when they see me in real life, when when I, I I went to a party, I saw some of the ESPN personalities that I had been on TV with. They're like, like they saw a ghost. It's like oh, I'm not go, you know. So whatever, you know that that's a to me that's a more interesting <laughs> story than the Durant You were thing. persona non grata. They were like, we're yeah. done with you. Okay, yeah. okay, Skipper, I, I, <laughs> you are John Skipper. You, Dan Lebatard. Do, do you see? Do you see right now? If everybody's listening, this is this is he just like this is on my mind and it's coming out and no filter. It's in my brain, goes to my mouth and out <laughs> into the universe. That is a privilege, my friend. That I don't, and I don't necessarily. Yeah, well, don't have it, it, Dan Lebatard's Cuban. He got privilege because he got me ousted. He got me ousted from Matt, ESPN because Matt, huh? I was questioning why he was he was dissing Magic Johnson. He was yeah. disrespectful. And you were like, and listen, how dare you? Yeah, I get it. And inevitably, he was right, because Magic was not, you know, running the Lakers correctly, whatever the case. But it, it wasn't it, wrong. I was, just, I was going, at first it started at banter, and it went, it escalated very quickly. You know, people, his producers started talking shit, and then somehow it became, ra- again, I'm like, how is this become, how is this racist? Well, that's what I was trying to explain <laughs> to you. I was like, you have to see. But in your, in, you're not even thinking race. You're doing you. Someone's going to inevitably say that because of what you look like and who you are. Inevitably. On social media. On but social I'm going to tell you media. something. If I go to Dagestine, if I go to the supermarket downstairs in New York and me and the, 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 the grocer or me and the clerk or the supermarket manager start arguing and that no one's going to ask about race. We're you're just right. going to be two men arguing. And he could be black. He could be Puerto Rican. If if you're in if you're in road rage, and I'm like fuck you, you motherfucker, and it gets out of the car and it's a black dude or Puerto Rican, it's not race. It's just fuck you. But if you do that on Twitter, you're a racist. You're Social a racist. Media. Social media is a scary and uh, place that is not real, and a lot of us 
even if we know it's not real, get consumed. All of us get consumed. It happens to the best of the best of us. How many hours do you think you spend a day carry on it? To be honest, I'm not on Twitter. I'm on Instagram a lot more. But what I do, what I've figured out is that I stay on my timeline. I don't go too far off. I don't, I don't really. And then sometimes I go through a quick, like I start liking people's photos just to like, because I don't want to seem like I'm not paying attention, but I try not to spend too much time consumed in certain areas because it, but, but honestly, how much time do you think you spend on social media? Probably for two real? hours a day. Probably too much. Probably two hours you. a day. Probably two hours Good a day. And, I, and that is on the high side. Because when I get my screen time, they're like, oh, I stop. Once I engage, every now and again, Twitter gets me. So I was weighing in on what happened with the Boston Celtics coach. I wasn't defending him. But what I was saying was, this sure is so effortless. Like there's an effort put in that it seems effortless. And coaches do this. People sleep with people all the time. People, the world that we live in, in our world, I see it happen all the time. There's always affairs. There's always something going on. Then they're like, he sexually harassed the woman. I'm like, no, they said the relationship is consensual. Why is it being released? Why are we hearing details? Why are we finding out who this woman is? Why do we know? What was that? If I had to guess, and and people, everybody's been guessing and everyone thinks they really know. What he has done, in my opinion, is smart and not say right at all he's never going to because he wants his money the fact that they suspended him for one year the same exact sentence correct the same exact punishment that they gave the racist owner who was using the n-word that uh sarver guy robert sarver who ended up having forced to sell the team they suspended him for a year so i'm like this guy is a racist he's a misogynist he's 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 telling people why are you getting pregnant at work and you and you suspend him for a year and then you suspend Ume, Ime, the same amount of time, I'm pronouncing his name correctly. I was like, something's not right here. And so Twitter brought me in and made me feel like I wasn't protecting women. Like, they were like, you're wrong. He sexually harassed her. Ba, 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 ba. And How I'm do like, you know? People don't know anything. They think they know everything. Not, which is why I got off. And that whole thing with him is, they, the word is, is that he allegedly, this is all alleged, that he was, somehow this woman was connected to Danny Ainge and he, he, he was fooling around with people he shouldn't have been fooling around. That's really what it is. Don't mess with nobody's property is what I'm hearing. I don't but know how. Don't you think it's crazy? Like, like how is that going to play out a year suspension and then you're going to come, come back, back? coach? He's not coming back. I think right now they're trying to, he, they don't want to give him his money and he's trying to figure out how to get, get his money. This is, this is what they just should have paid him to send him to go away. And they didn't want to, they wanted to ruin this man's career because they could have fired him. Just and fire him and give him his money. That's it. Why didn't they do that? Logic. That's what I'm saying. There's you, more. And you all I can't I'm bring them back after this. It's bizarre. It's just strange. It's too strange. I literally was trying to make that point, but you can't. You can't speak sense to folks on Twitter, as you well know. Let me just um, give a shout out to the beautiful, my friend, who the icon, beautiful. Talk about a career, my girl Nia Long. Oh, just yeah. give a shout out to my girl Nia Long. You guys did a movie together, no? We have never worked together, but oh. I've been a fan of Nia's. I yeah. met Nia. We never actually worked together. You know, we we both, you know, she worked with John Singleton. I worked with John Singleton. Of course, she was in um, Boys in the Hood, and I was in Higher Learning. Yeah. But I've always loved Nia. We've always been very cool uh, uh, with each other. And, and you know, she needs no introduction. And I was just like, Ime, Ume, I'm not trying to say your name right for doing that foul. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. I, by see, the way, normally see, but you know, it's funny. Yeah. We were at a time just a few years ago. If you, if you mispronounce Ine or Ume's name, you're racist. You racist. Yeah. You know, Kamala. It's like, come on, man. What the f- yeah. man? If my name was Schlingelberg, 
And you couldn't pronounce my name Schlingelberger. I'm never going to be. It's my name Schlingelberger. It ain't the easy one to spit out. No, it doesn't roll off the tongue so easily. But you see, but 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 like literally, I, I like with Kamala, Camilla, they were like, "You're racist. You don't say her name right." Like, yo, it's not a, a um, not a common name to say. You, you know, but Michael, most you're a rare breed and bird, and some people do come in being racist and have preconceived notions, as we all do. So you, so you understand where some of this ridiculousness might come from. Yes, it's overblown because it's on social media. Okay, so wait. You led me to what I was getting to, acting-wise. What are we working on? Because I love Atypical. Am I pronouncing Thank that you. correctly? So good. Um, on Netflix, he is uh, the father uh, of an, uh, a kid with autism. And yep. the family is believable. And it's very, um, it's, it's to me, it's odd to see you now acting. Because I'm all like, hmm, he's, nor- that, that he's acting. Not in a bad way, but I'm all like, well, that's not that's not Michael. And you're like, yeah, I'm an actor. <laughs> so, so what what are you working on? Are are you excited about? Um, I'm on this show that's on um Hulu now called oh, yeah. Only Murders in the Building with Celine Gomez, Martin Short, and Steve Martin. The second season, which is dope. Great show. I love the show. I love the character that I I, I play, which is streaming. It's a fun show. It's an easy to watch show. I'm on tour doing stand up comedy, which I love doing. Um, I'm going to, I don't know when this is going to air, but I'm, I'm going to the rest of the year. I'm going to Michigan. I'm going to California, the Bay area. I'm going to Miami. All tickets, all information is available at Michael Rappaport comedy.com. Come see me live for a talking experience. <laughs> I do my podcast, which I love doing. And, you know, I'm busy doing, you know, some other things, but that's the, the, the current and the right now. You know, I'm always going to act. I love acting. It's my first love. But, you know, with 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 all these other things and sort of things that excite me and, and, and things that, um, you know, that are new and I, I like doing those things, you know, and I, I was always reluctant to sort of call myself or refer to myself as an artist. But I, I, I am one. And, you know, whether it's, a you know, I, I consider, you know, my rants on social media performance art, you know, I, I consider you know, this is a performance as, as genuine as we're being, you know, it's a performance. There's a light sure. here, you know, and, you sure. know, and, and, you know, and I, and, and it's a show, you know, it's the, it's naked with Carrie champion. I want to give the best show possible. It's show business, sure. you know, and, you know, when, when I come on your show, I want to, you know, I'm not going to be like, okay, well, Carrie, you know, I'm going to put the people to sleep. You know, I want to give you, give a good show. And, 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 um, you know, we're professionals and you, you know that. So, yeah, I mean, all those things and are, are you know, that I've been doing, that I am doing are, are all exciting. And, and, um, you know, I'm just happy to be still excited, uh, uh to go to work in, in, in whatever uh, genre it is after be, being doing it for 30, 30 years. I'm, I love what I do. It's a, it's a, such a, pri- talk about privilege. This is a privilege to call this right. a job. This is a fucking right. privilege. You're right. You're you know, right about that. Yeah. You're right about that. You know, to sit it, it, and talk your is a privilege. Yeah. All of it. You know, like to be in show business is a, you know, this yeah. is like not, a, this is, we're not on roofs, you know, yeah. really t- you know, tar down. So I, yeah. I, I love what I get to do and, and what I've gotten to do, you know, what I've gotten to do. The, the real question that everybody wants to know, Carrie, is who are you dating these days? That's the question <laughs> that everybody wants to know. You know let's, what? Let's, I just had Amanda on a podcast and we it's you got to listen. She's so funny. Amanda Seals. Um, she reminds oh, yeah, me of you. She reminds me of you in the sense that she's just like brain filter, no filter coming out. Um, and she 
like it's almost like professor when she's talking and she asked me the same thing. And I am dating this very, very sweet, loving guy now that I really enjoy. The problem with me, Michael, is I have decided that I have commitment issues. That's what I've decided. And so I'm going to work on that. Like I am the one like, oof, this is getting serious. My heart's filling away. I have to live up to expectations. I have to show people all my flaws. Now, you know, we're, I got to be vulnerable. All the things black women were taught not to do. I got to be, got to show my heart. Got to tell you I'm sad and I care and all that other. Shit. And I'm all like, I have, I'm in therapy for it. I'm like, Ooh, let me get through this. But he's a sweetheart. And he's, well, that's more. if he's a sweetheart, you, you it's good. worth, you know, okay. for, for yourself and, 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 and for the relationship, uh, whether or not this is long, long term or not, you know, because, uh, uh, you you should be with someone who, who who's nice and sweet. You deserve. He's kind that. to me. He takes really good care of me. He his yes means yes, his no means no. So I'm happy right now. When I come on your podcast, also update. I just signed. I have a new show on Prime called Carrie Champion on Sports Talk. So you, my friend, I need you on a guest as a guest on that show. I'm coming to you to talk all Knicks things because if the Knicks front office came to you and said, "Can you can you run the front office?" You wouldn't say no. You'd be just like magic and you'd be like, yeah, okay, <laughs> correct, correct. If the next front if, office if they, said, Michael Rappaport, can you come work in the front office? Yes or no, are you going? Yes, and you know what I would do? Get people that know more than me to run to, to run, okay. run it with me. Because, I mean, the damn Knicks, can we get up some breath? Can, can they give us a raft? Can we do something? Give us, can we, can we stop Leonardo DiCaprioing and, and Kate Reeves running? Can, can, can we... <laughs> Can we get something here? Can we get something here? I mean, we're, 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 this year it's like, oh, if we make the playing tournament, it's like a big season. Like, because we ain't going to do better than the playing tournament. The Knicks are not going to do better than the playing tournament. The East is stacked. You know, I mean, it's the greatest time of the year right now coming up because we got all the sports going. Yeah, I know. I love it. I love it. I know we got October. October is my favorite month, honestly. Okay. With that being said, with that being said, I'm letting you go. I know that you're going to come on the show and you're going to tear it up as usual. I'm not afraid. For of sure. You. I'm not afraid of you. I, I love you as you are. You might, you might have to watch all the cursing, but other than Don't that. Don't worry about it. Train <laughs> professional. Train pro. I, I, I'm a trained. Pro, I got it. Whatever. Yeah, because you're not on all point. your shows cussing. You're not on all your acting shows cussing up a storm. G rated, R rated, yeah. NC seventeen. I do it all. Just, just tell me the rating beforehand. And boom, my brain just shifts. I love it, Michael Rappaport. Thank you for being you, and that's all I can ask. Thank you for being naked. Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate you. Naked with Carrie Champion. Thank you for having me, Carrie. Um, I, uh, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about your new show on Amazon. I can't wait to be a guest on there. And I appreciate you having me on uh, the podcast today. That was a lot. I needed to sigh. That was a lot. But you can hate me if you want. I enjoy Michael Rappaport. I just do. Y'all can say whatever you want. I enjoy him because I do believe he doesn't mean any harm. I think that he's just an old school dude who trash talks. And and we live in a world today where you're not allowed to do that. Everyone's so politically correct. But how he grew up at 52 years old, you say what you feel. And now what? And now what? And then, well, the now what is the Twitter and everyone accusing him of being racist and the pushback and losing. And ah, the list goes on and on. But for the most part, overall, 
I enjoy him. Like I said, check out some of the things that he's been in. And he's currently on Only Murderers in the Building. That's an excellent show. Everybody loves that show. If you got Hulu, you definitely should stream it. If you don't have Hulu, get Hulu because it's really, really good. It's entertaining. And it just also talks about basically how you can see all these people that you've loved over the years in different aspects. Now, the show could use a little more diversity because Michael does not qualify as black. But it's a really good show. Uh, thank you guys for paying attention to us and enjoying uh, Naked. It's been a really good ride. We're having a lot of great things happen. As mentioned in the podcast, I do have a show coming out on Amazon. I haven't posted at all about it because of what happened with CNN Plus. I was feeling the way. Um, and I had the show and I talked about it here on the podcast and then it went away and then I was supposed to get it back and then this other offer came up in the meantime. Um, and it's a show that I'm going to share with you all because everybody doesn't listen to the end, but it's a show called Carried Champion on Sports Talk. Um, and that is the sports network that is launching on Amazon. And I have a show Monday through Friday. Um, it's an hour show where we do exactly what Michael and I did. We not only talk about sports, we talk about life, we get into culture, we get into everything. We're going to just sit around and talk if we're allowed to. And for however long we're allowed to. Um, and I'm excited about it. But like I said, I'm moving very cautiously because, you know, I ain't going to tell y'all. I'm not going to post nothing until I post a show clip like, hey, follow the show. Watch the show. Because you know how these things be happening in the world of show business. <laughs> I'm moving cautiously. You know, I'm, I got bit a little bit that last gig. Anyway, I rant. Thank you so much for listening to Naked. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. got my Prevnar 20 shot, it's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.